0: Welcome to Pacific Mammal Researchers Marine Mammal Highlight Series. We are a 501c3 Research and Education Nonprofit studying marine mammals in the Salish Sea off Washington State. In this series, you will learn about different marine mammals as we discuss interesting facts about each species. This is our way to geek out, share some information, and have some fun. We hope you enjoy the series and be sure to follow us on Instagram to vote for which animal we talk about next. And without further ado, Welcome to the pacman podcast Uh, this week is a marine mammal highlight and it was a really close one on our zoom meeting uh, zoom meeting (laughs) on our (laughs) wow i'm not with it today on our uh, instagram poll Uh, i think it only did it only it only beat by one right one or two yeah yeah i think it was one or two yeah uh so the it was the monk seal that won that beat out the
1: (laughs) what was it what was it
0: Oh, it was the oh, Gray, the gray seal. seal. Oh, the Gray Seal. All right, which are both good choices. I was excited about doing the Gray Seal too, um, but the Monk Seal won out just by a couple. So thank you all for voting. Um, and of course, we'll have another one up for the next Mary Mammal highlight. But
1: and the Gray Seal will be featured to in that too.
0: Yes, the Gray Seal. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the Graves will give the Gray Seal another another chance. And there's some really fun stuff about Gray Seals, guys. So oh, just,
2: boy. Oh, boy. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Um,
0: So, uh, but we're going to do the monk seal. Now there are three different types of monk seals and we're going to kind of cover all of them because they're fairly similar and one of them we don't know much about because it's dead (laughs) and extinct. So we're going to be talking about the, mainly about probably the Hawaiian monk seal. That is the one that we know most about probably and is, you know, on this side of the the world. Um, Then there's the Mediterranean monk seal and then there's the Caribbean monk seal and unfortunately the Caribbean monk seal is the one that is extinct. They haven't seen any for a very long time. So um, we'll just kind of briefly mention them when we when we can. Um, so Trevor's going to start us off with some general information about our wonderful monk seal.
1: Yeah. So, I mean, they're all pretty similar, really. Um, the main difference is where they live and that little nitty gritty stuff here and there. Um, do you guys know where the Hawaiian monk seal lives?
2: Ooh, let me guess, let me guess. Hawaii. Yeah. <laughs> so it's yes. A, it's, I win.
0: It's, you're so good.
2: <laughs> Although it would have
0: been one of those misnomer ones. It's like, it's the Hawaiian monk seal that lives in Georgia. You know? <laughs> right? That would be awesome.
1: So, I mean, but, that one mainly found in Hawaii, but it's, I mean, the Hawaiian archipelago is what it's called. Right. So it extends sure. a little bit out and they go out just, you know, somewhat ish to see to other islands out there, but it's a pretty constricted range.
0: And isn't it mainly like the northwestern like the main population is the northwestern part and there's there are some on the main islands but it's there's not like
1: i think oh. so i i remember i saw one monk seal when i went to maui you, did? Did.
0: <gasps> you saw one i did so cool. oh wow
1: often people were mostly respectful of the ropes but I don't know.
0: there's always going to be the, the the other people yeah. <laughs> that's so cool yeah, that i didn't know cool. that
1: um yeah, that's i can neat. say that before that's... while they're here
0: <laughs> yeah that's a that's a rare sighting that's cool
1: Um, So monk's I guess monk seals in general I can talk about too. Um, In general, they get around seven to eight feet long. They are typically grayish colored. Um, I'll get into some little nitty gritty coloration a little bit, but um, yeah, the Hawaiian and Mediterranean and Caribbean monk seal are all pretty similar. Um, They all have pretty short flat heads and a short snout. So that's kind of the easiest way to ID them, I guess between other species is this is the facial structure you
0: yeah, know they're, they're less um, dog-like with that having like a snout that comes out they're kind of
1: more right blinded. and they are pretty slender too in general which helps with uh, their hunting and all that which i'm sure cindy will go into a little bit but mm-hmm. um i guess so i'll just briefly mention the mediterranean before we talk about the the live ones <laughs> the mediterranean monk seal lived in Or not the Mediterranean, sorry. I was just saying,
0: like, no, the Mediterranean is still alive.
1: (laughs) (laughs) The Caribbean. The Caribbean. Yeah, there we go. Uh, The Caribbean monk seal. The last confirmed sighting was in 1952. Mm -hmm. Um, Wow. I think there's a picture of one in the New York Zoo from 1912 that I saw. I'm sure there's others here and there. Kind of like the thylacine in Tasmania. There's pictures, but it went extinct in the 1900s. Right.
0: Um.
1: But yeah, it lived basically in, around Cuba, you know, those in the Gulf of Mexico, Florida, I think was the northern extent of its range. But mainly the Caribbean was its main focus. And it was yeah, I think they
0: had them in the Bahamas and yeah, those, mm-hmm. all those islands.
1: Right. So I guess the evolutionary history w- thought was monk seals lived there and then they diverged over to the Mediterranean for the Mediterranean monk seal. And then they went west for the Hawaiian monk seal. So, right. once, that, once the spreading out essentially occurred, the speciation then took hold from there. Right,
0: That's yeah, right. Once they're far enough away. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. Um, and, they, so, and they basically
0: died because they were hunted.
1: Yeah, exactly. Right. I was going to get into yeah. that, but with European settlers, essentially there is no limit on take, right? So, the, <laughs> it seemed it was <laughs> unlimited and they took it all for oil, for meat and all that stuff and it just crashed the population.
0: Yeah. yeah, and then like fish fishermen too, because I mean, right. fishermen and seals generally don't have a a, a wonderful relationship.
1: <laughs> yeah, they get dirt in them past, so right. yeah, mm-hmm. doesn't help. So that was the yeah. Caribbean monk seal. Um, as for the other two species, there are I think the last count was estimated at fourteen hundred
0: mm-hmm. mm-hmm.
1: left in Hawaii ish, yeah, yep. and then less than seven hundred in a wider range. For the mediterranean monk seal i
0: even saw right. i've seen i i've seen less than 600 and then in one thing i said less i saw less than 400 so oh they're, wow there's something less than 700 <laughs> yeah
1: so before i guess population wise yeah, 1400 spread out through the hawaiian archipelago so that's right. more consistent uh, and they've been doing a little bit better yeah they're actually there's i think they're going down here but going up here so it kind of like, yeah
2: i'll yeah, there's I'll certain populations. a little bit in the status. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Okay. Section
1: Um, And then the Mediterranean monk seal, it has a much wider range. So there's, I think the Western Sahara in Africa is its Southern range. And then it goes all the way up to Greece and
2: I'm gonna
1: butcher the name. I think it's the Aegean Sea. Oh, the Aegean Sea?
2: Aegean, yeah. The agency, Sea, the agency Sea.
1: So, I mean, with that, the issue is, so with the 700-ish max that they have, their estimates is they have a largest population of 300 in that sea. Hmm. Which is the northern range. Right. And then they have another 200 at the Western Sahara, which is the southern end of the range. Huh. So it's really spread out with two big populations and then populations and of scattered. like 50 scattered here to there from hmm. islands. And so it used to be more wide ranging and well, everywhere. But...
0: And that's interesting too, because if they have those two, mainly populated in those two areas, uh, you know, how long is it going to take if they survive that those two become? different enough you know that we call right. them the mediterranean monk seal and then the saharan monk seal or whatever well,
1: like that's, that, you know? i was thinking about that because if you remember on our finless porpoise podcast those two finless porpoise look pretty much exactly the same and they yeah. have yeah. just a little bit different range They overlaps a little bit but they just diversified into two different species i think within the last five ten years right and they mm-hmm. just barely look different kind of like these seals but yeah. who knows yeah. what'll happen but besides the ranges, I guess some differences between the two. Um, the Hawaiian monk seal has forward facing nostrils versus the Mediterranean has long nostrils that face upwards.
2: Really? Ooh, that's kind of interesting. I didn't know that.
1: I didn't either. So if you Is had that another, <laughs> that's the easiest way to figure it out besides coloration. Huh.
0: So Hawaiians wow. forward, Mediterranean's up. Interesting. Yeah, I wonder if it has some. I mean, I'll talk about their diving and stuff, but it's fairly similar in what they eat too. So, I'm not right, really that's
2: sure what why. I was going to say. I don't know why that would be advantageous, but
1: it might not huh. be. It might just be a gene that persisted. To them. Yeah. yeah,
0: you know, with
2: certain ones that were killed,
0: that you know, it's not. It, it wasn't actually selected for that particular thing. It just happened to be which individuals were killed and didn't survive and reproduce. Yeah. Right. Interesting.
1: Hmm. Another difference between the two is they look pretty similar, but the Mediterranean monk seal has a little more diversification in coloration. Mm -hmm. So the Hawaiian, it's more just generally gray um, with white bellies versus the Mediterranean. The, let's see, what did I have here? The males are pretty black in general for their coloration, whereas the females are dark brown to dark gray. Hmm. So that's one way to figure out the two, um, between sexes, just more
0: color, yeah. But no, that you don't. But we—that's not in the Hawaiian. They're all just the same,
1: pretty much. Yeah, I think yeah. you any diversification mm-hmm. in color. Um, and the other thing is the pups in the Mediterranean are different based on sex as well. Mm-hmm. So they have a white stripe on their bellies when they're born, but in the females, the stripe is more rectangular in shape, whereas the males is more of a butterfly-shaped. Oh. Huh, again, that's intriguing that is, and then
0: and then that change and then they lose that as they have been become
1: adults yep once they molt, which cat will talk about i
0: think Weird. But,
2: wow yeah what well, the point of that is
1: <laughs> again might like, maybe it's just one of those genes that persisted yeah that, just
2: know, right that's fascinating though yeah
0: because a lot, a lot of times there's not like a difference between sexes in in when they're born right and then they say, like usually the sexual dimorphism is as yes, they get adults. That's when you really can know because right. all the problems. Cool. Like, oh, it's a juvenile. I don't know what sex it is. <laughs> Interesting. Very
1: and cool. I guess one other difference between the two is the females tend to be slightly larger than the males in the Hawaiian monk seal, but it's opposite in the Mediterranean. Hmm. Oh, gotcha. Again, it's not by much. Seven feet versus or eight feet versus seven feet.
0: Nine feet hmm. yeah it's not like the sea lions where it's like whales are really bigger <laughs> yeah. similar right. like
1: harbor seals right harbor seals right. are slightly yeah
0: mm-hmm. yeah one that you wouldn't be able to really see but yeah is there yeah yeah very cool, cool.
1: yeah those are those two guys if you guys want to go into more behavior and such
0: all right so i'll take over then so um again i'll just like i'm not gonna really say anything about the caribbean monk sale because they basically just said what trevor said and that's about all we know but they they Basically, say it's it's probably similar to um to the what the Mediterranean and the the Hawaiian monk seals are
1: so in similar environments so
0: yeah exactly especially the Caribbean and, and Hawaiian um, so um, they are uh, the feeding so basically monk seals in general are generalist feeders so they eat common fish squid octopus eel crustaceans like crab and shrimp and lobster. Um, but what's interesting is that the, um, the Hawaiian monk seals eat all those things, but they don't really eat lobster. And that's kind of a myth. I guess people thought that they ate a lot of lobster, <laughs> um, but the, <laughs> the diet studies have shown that there's like one, that, or one or two that they found that had lobster in their stomach, but otherwise not really. But Is that men- something
2: that changed over time? Like maybe they were consuming more lobster back in the day and now there's simply less lobster available or mm-hmm. did they I know, know? I don't
0: think so. I don't know if they know, but I think it was just one of those, you know, urban myths of like, hmm. oh, they must eat, they're going to eat a lot of lobster and we are not going to have any lobster. And they're the reason why lobsters are gone or I don't know.
2: Right. Exactly. Um, that was kind of a fabricated thing to aid. The yeah. Cause there was re- a there was reasoning a whole... for killing them. <laughs>
0: right. And then there was, there was a whole list of these different myths that some of them I think were based in some kind of, you know, like they noticed something. And so they figured it was this. And I think other ones are just kind of made up, you know, I <laughs> don't gotcha. Gotcha. know. But what's interesting is that the Mediterranean monk seal, um, they actually do eat lobster. Hmm. So they feed on fish like eels, sardines, tuna, flatfish, mullets, and squid and octopus and stuff. But lobster is a bigger part of their diet
1: and I have no idea what kind of lobster lives over there. I don't
0: know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Tasty ones apparently. That's, that's good. Um, so they these are uh, they're generally more shallow divers. So um, they're uh, the, in the Hawaiian monk seal they had more description of what they uh, where they ate um, and it looks like it's near the seafloor and they prefer prey that actually hides in sand or under rocks. So I would love to see like critter cam footage of them Searching mm. for stuff because they'd be like, mm, "What's under here?" <laughs> you know, lifting up underneath.
1: Well, that, um, that helps. with That's I think that was the thing with that slender body that helps with their maneuver- maneuverability.
0: Right. Yeah, because yeah. they're maneuvering around the coral reef and rocks right. and stuff like that, so they're better able to do that. That makes a lot of sense. Um, and what's interesting is that they another myth was that they damage coral, um, oh. in their feeding habits, but apparently they're very delicate, and there is no evidence that they damage live coral at all in their foraging. Cool. Which that was really cool. Um, so they um, diving um, the uh, Mediterranean. The Hawaiian monk seals can hold their breath for up to twenty minutes and dive to up to eighteen hundred feet, but the average is six minutes and less than two hundred feet. So if you think about it, if they're going to the sea floor, and they're mainly around shallow um, atolls and things like that, um, so they're they're not they don't need to dive very deeply because mm-hmm. they're in shallow water. Um, but they can if they need to and the mediterranean monk seal um, they can dive they don't dive quite as deep um, their deepest dive was recorded as 205 meters which is about 600-ish feet um, hmm. and they could dive up to 18 minutes but mostly they dive around 30 meters or 90 feet Interesting. So, yeah again shallow divers um, but they can they can go deep if they need to right um, and that should some of that feeding does vary with age and sex so you know, males maybe are going to go a little bit farther and deeper um, versus some juveniles or things like that. So it varies, but for the most part, they like to hang out in shallower areas. Um, mm-hmm. But what I thought was really interesting is that a lot of times, as we just talked about, seals and fishermen not good together. They are thought of as pests, and they can depredate gear and things like that. Um, but Hawaiian monk seals don't target popular game fish or or fish that are targeted by fishermen. Mm-hmm. So they're not actually a pest to them, yeah. which is good, <laughs> but a rarity with seals. Cause generally you'll find somebody who doesn't like them. Um, yeah.
2: <laughs> but and we'll, also I'll talk about that a little bit in the threats too, that like, just because yeah. they're not targeting it doesn't mean right. they're, they're not being accused of targeting them.
0: Exactly. Right. And, um, and in the Mediterranean, apparently I think they're, I, I couldn't find anything on, on the overlap of fish that they eat comp- that are targeted by fishermen or, or other uh, game fish, um, but it did, it did seem that the Mediterranean ones have more of an issue with fishermen. Well, it even them just them. some of the
2: species that you mentioned them predating yeah. on, like sardine oh, like fisheries. Yeah, yeah, sardine fisheries yeah. are a big deal in the Mediterranean. So even that one alone, like, yes, I'm sure there are overlap there in the Mediterranean, but in, the, in Hawaii especially, it's like, hmm, yeah, you're not really actually a problem. And yeah, yeah,
1: exactly. <laughs> if you fish then it's not a big issue. Yeah, yeah.
2: yeah. yeah. So, um, so
0: good for the Hawaiian fit, um, not so good for the Mediterranean, which are doing worse. So that's not good. Um, the, I couldn't find anything for the Mediterranean, but the Hawaiian said they eat four to 8% of their body weight per day. And apparently the myth was that they eat a hundred percent of their body weight in day. <laughs> and it's funny. Cause the thing was just like, that is impossible. Oh, that's
2: hilarious.
0: <laughs> like, you know, like a hummingbird can eat its body weight in day, but like a, a large mammal, you know their stomach's not much bigger than ours it you can't physically eat that much in mm-hmm. a day um so it's about 15 pounds per day so it's a, you know it's a good amount but you know not hundreds of pounds <laughs> in a day um the other myth that was uh, for hawaiian seals was that they um that they only forage at night and that was based on diet studies so the, the fish mm-hmm. th- and things that they were finding were nocturnal animals so they figured there and then like some some observations that they were seen less at, in the morning and in the evening, so they must be nocturnal feeders. Um, but which they they put critter cams, which I love. You know, they basically stick a video camera on the on the seal and watch it. Um, and they put dive recorders on them as well. And it basically dispelled that and showed that they um, they eat those nocturnal animals but they eat them during the day so when they're eels when they're hiding in those crevices in those rocks in the coral and stuff um so they're eating them during the day as well as during the night so they feed whenever they want to
1: basically i think that's oh go ahead trevor oh well basically they're just eating you know nocturnal animals they're just resting during the day
2: yeah
0: exactly which makes sense because like they're hiding and if they can figure out where they're hiding then it's easy you know easier to catch
2: it's one of those really cool things too, where like, you know, using the diet studies is an awesome tool, but it's, it's really neat to see like such a good example of how understanding the behavior completely shifts our understanding of what mm-hmm. they're what they're eating and how they're eating it. Exactly. So just like having that, that combination of those two things gives you a completely different view of what the animal's doing. Exactly. And it, it's
0: important to look at those because it's like, okay, mm-hmm. this may tell you one thing, but that may not be the full, full absolute truth of what's happening.
2: Yeah, Exactly.
0: Um, so that's what I have about uh, feeding. So um, behavior, they spend, they're like the elephant seals where they spend most of their time at sea, about two thirds of their life. And they generally come to, to shore just to give birth. And, but they also will do it for resting. So they'll come to rest on beaches and things like that. Um, but they don't create colonies like um, some seals and sea lions do. Like you see harbor seals all hauled out together. So you can see you know dozens to hundreds possibly in, a, in, a, in an area. Um, sea lions too. Um, but they don't do that. So they're mainly solitary. Uh, they, I like the way they phrase this, they may lie near each other, but not close
2: enough to touch.
1: <laughs> so that's so if,
2: interesting.
1: I wonder if that used to be the case before we killed them all.
2: I was just thinking that, like, maybe this is a, almost like a, like a response to being so heavily targeted, they figured it was, it was maybe safer to spread out a little bit more. I
0: mean I'll talk about that with the with the pupping but um, mm. they didn't say anything about seeing them in larger groups in the past but I didn't do Just curious that in depth it. yeah it could be yeah I mean that's really behavior, interesting it would be interesting yeah um, so they so, so they're like okay cool we're hanging out but keep your space <laughs> this is my dance space this is your dance space I was Sandra. gonna say <laughs> you're a dirty dancing uh, uh, aficionado uh, movie <laughs> I love that uh, quote from it. Um, but sometimes they'll sleep on beaches and sometimes they'll sleep there for days. So I'm just like, I'm just going to take a nap for like two days. Thanks. Um, and then sometimes they'll be in small underwater caves. And I'm going to talk about that in in regards to pupping in a second. Um, but, uh, they, so they don't defend territories. Like we talked about with our sea, with the sea lions and stuff. Um, they mate in water from what I could, what I could find out, um, they uh, they they give birth to one pup, but they don't pup every year. But there was no information on what that is. Is it every other year? Is it every two? Like they didn't say how often they pup. Just that they don't do hmm. it every year. Um, so not sure about that. But they are sexually mature at about five to six, or the females are. They don't know about males. Um, they have a gestation of like nine to eleven months, depending on the Mediterranean versus Hawaiian, um, and. So in in the in the um, Hawaiian monk seal, they give birth late March to early April, but they've been recorded all year births. And in I the Mediterranean, right. um, it, it's usually in the autumn or fall, but they can happen all year. So I thought that was interesting. That again, different for d- seals and sea lions. Usually, you know, they have delayed implantation, and they you know they come at a certain time, and that's when they they pup. And these guys are apparently like whatever. I can do it anytime I want.
2: I guess <laughs> that weird. kind of, to some degree, makes sense though, if they're not having to congregate in order to mate, and actually, right? like you're not having to do it when everyone's all together. That's You're true. not quite as limited, you know. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, I mean, if you can, if you easy. just find find a friend in the, in the, while you're in the out in the ocean.
2: Right.
1: With the harbor seals here, we see you know a pretty consistent mating or a pupping season, but we see mating right. displays all year round.
2: Right. True. Yeah.
1: Could yeah. be just females learning how to do it but still
0: yeah well again that goes to like we need to understand more of their social behavior you know we see dolphins yeah. they have sex all the time it doesn't mean they have babies all the time they still have a, a time where they most of the time give birth but
1: right. they have sex
0: all year round so i don't know it's crazy um so uh they usually like uh and so the the pupping is different because in hawaii they like sandy beaches around shallow water and so they pup on beaches, like many other seals and sea lions. But what's really cool is the Mediterranean monk seals pup in underwater caves. Mm-hmm. So caves, they pup in caves, and a lot of times they will have underwater um, entrances. So basically, they're completely hidden from people. And the reason why is because they were so persecuted. Um, uh, they were depleted during the Roman era. Then in the Middle Ages, they again wiped out the colonies. Um, and after that, after they were basically almost decimated, they no longer congregated on open beaches. So, again, so what we we're talking about that, that they did change their behavior based on being hunted. Mm-hmm. Um, so they sought refuge in these inaccessible cliff caves. Um, and there's some really cool videos that they have. They they put ca- they put cameras in these underwater caves. I was Um, gonna say we should totally link to those. Yeah, I will. I have it pulled up, and so I'll link to that um, in the thing, and so you can see them. And so they will. They, but the mom will give birth in the uh, in the cave, Uh, and then uh, it's dangerous. It's a little dangerous because the pups can get. You can watch them getting swished and washed around as the you know the tide rises, and goes into the cave, and sometimes they can get washed out. So Mm. it's a little a little dangerous, but apparently less dangerous than being out in the open for people to kill them.
2: Yeah.
0: So. Um, but it's, re- it's really cool. Cause they have like the night vision ones kind of in there. So you're seeing like the, it's this cool when you watch the videos. Um, so the difference too, also is, is that, uh, the Mediterranean monk seals, for whatever reason, uh, nurse much longer than Hawaiian monk seals. So Hawaiian monk seals, it's four weeks and then puppy baby you're on your own. <laughs> so you got a month with mom and then it's like, see you later. And she doesn't eat during that time. So she fasts. Oh. Uh, she's, okay. she doesn't leave the pup so um it's a, that's why it's a bit quicker because you just got to get your thing and she's like i gotta go eat so you better
1: And i have how much weight they lose in that time frame too if you want
0: hmm? oh yeah how much
1: yeah. oh so i don't know you yeah with the hawaiian at least i know you said four weeks but i think it's up to six weeks it can yeah, be four to
0: six i'm sure yeah yeah
1: but i have here the pup will grow um from 30-ish pounds when it's born to up to 150 to 200 pounds
0: Oh my in a gosh. Month?
1: Yeah, frame, and the mom loses up to 300 pounds.
0: Oh, <gasps>
1: up to granted, but
0: right. Cause they're not that big wow. in the first
1: place. <laughs> No, I mean, they lived as you know, 600 ish pounds. So that's the right. kind of it's almost half the point point. Like 150, 300 pounds? But that's absurd.
0: Yeah, that's nuts. I mean, and the fat content of the milk must be just because any, anytime you have a shorter amount of nursing, the fat content is like through the roof.
1: I think like the elephant seal was 50% milk fat. So yeah, it's similar that. It's crazy.
0: Um, that's nuts yeah so uh much more um stressful for the hawaiian monk seal mother (laughs) um the mediterranean monk seal mother they were weaned at 16 to 17 weeks so about four months um Mm -hmm. and they have seen you know with those critter, with the cams inside the caves they'll see the mothers leave the the pup alone in the cave and it's actually really sad because you'll hear it bleeding for its mother it's like where'd you go right why aren't you here um so they um, but she will go out and that with four months. I mean, god, if they lose their, that much weight in one month, then to they're eat. not gonna be able to survive four months without eating. Well,
2: and that's the thing, I wonder if it was always that long, or if simply because they now have the safety and sanctuary of being in the caves, now they're not as pressured to wean, yeah,
1: or maternal care,
0: yeah, yeah, that's possible because mm-hmm. on the beaches, maybe they did the same thing as the Hawaiian monk seals. I'm not sure, that's right? Because yeah, that makes quite quite a lot hard of hard sense hard. if it's you're exposed. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Hmm. yeah interesting.
0: Exactly. Um, so uh, those are really cool. Um, They have, I think, for both species uh, or both Mediterranean and, and Hawaiian, um, they've known that females will foster other seals' offspring, hmm. which is really hmm. rare. You you don't take on somebody else's baby in the in nature generally. Yeah. No. Um, so I thought that was an interesting side, and I, you know, I don't know, maybe, is that an effect of like. There's barely any babies, so we need to save as many as possible. You know, uh, right. I don't know if that gets part of it. Um, and they they have seen that individuals may um, Hawaiian for the Hawaiian seals. Um, individuals may frequent the same beaches over and over, but they don't defend territories like like we've talked about with sea lions and stuff. Um, but it right. does seem like there's some some individual site fidelity to hanging out there. Gotcha. Um, and the last thing I had for uh, for that is that they do live. They seems like they live. Oh no, I think Kat, you're going to talk about that. So, um, yeah, I think that's it. They don't migrate seasonally, but they can travel hundreds of miles in the open ocean because they're that's where they spend most of their time. Um, mm-hmm. But that's uh, that's what I that's what I had. So I think the coolest thing was those underwater underwater caves. It, it's that's, just yeah, neat thing. And and so really I mean, mean. smart to, to you know like how do they? Who was the first monk seal that was like? We shouldn't be on the beaches anymore let's find a different place to go like right how did that happen you know and then did that they socially learn it did they share it with each other or did everybody just kind of go We got to find somewhere else and they all you know, figured right it out. i
2: like, mean it, it kind of yeah. makes sense too if they're foraging in those kind of crevices and caves and such mm-hmm. maybe they figured out like hey actually you know what there's there's air in this space like i right. can just be in here and that's a lot right. safer than being out i mean yeah it just it's like you said the the problem solving ability there is pretty impressive
0: and then, you know, like finding the cave that doesn't fill up all the way. Yeah. <laughs> with the tides, yeah. you
2: know.
1: And I think with the two through. species too, they're both, you know, obviously endangered, but I think it's a specific endangered. It's like mm-hmm. conservationally endangered, meaning- they Yes, which I'll talk out. about. Oh, sorry, sorry, Kat. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah no, a, no, you're cons- fine. No,
2: that's a great, that's a great intro. Yeah, because
0: the conservation, yeah. We're, and Kat's gonna talk about that. Conservation is very tricky. These are the most endangered pinnipeds, um, and especially the Mediterranean <laughs> one. Um, so it's it's a, a, an important thing for us to understand all this stuff. So with that, we're gonna um, head over to Cat, but first we're gonna take a quick break and we will be back in just a second. Okay, and we are back and now we're gonna talk about some fun facts and stuff about the conservation, I'm sure, because it's very important for this animal.
2: Yeah, so um, first of all, I'll just talk a little bit about the current status. Like Trevor mentioned just before the break, um, so the Hawaiian monk seal is currently listed as um, endangered under the Endangered Species Act. Um, it is also listed as protected and depleted under the MMPA, which is the Marine Mammal Protection Act, um, and is also listed in CITES Appendix One, which is another conservation um, organization um, where it lists endangered populations. So. Again, as we already talked about, monk seals are are basically the most endangered seal species in the world. Um, and the Hawaiian monk seal, I thought this was a really kind of striking number. Apparently, the current number is, which Trevor already mentioned, is around about fourteen hundred seals. That's about one third of the historic numbers of that yeah, species.
0: I, I think that's for the Mediterranean too. Like they're, it's yeah. Yeah, I mean,
2: I think they have a better comprehension of what the historic numbers were in the Hawaiian population Mm -hmm. is kind of what I understood and why they can kind of more decisively say like, oh, this is like about a third. Right. Um, And then the Mediterranean monk seal is, again, as we said, even more endangered than the Hawaiian monk seal. This is a species that's currently listed under the IUCN red list as endangered. And so it was actually reclassified in 2015. It was originally listed as critically endangered um and there has been some encouraging news around the mediterranean monk seal which i'll share in a minute um that has led to its reclassification to endangered um that's good which is encouraging yeah it's encouraging they're They're endangered
0: oh wait right
2: they're just endangered they're not critically critically endangered endangered. great okay you know i guess we take what we can get here perspective right (laughs) exactly exactly um so for the hawaiian monk seals um the decline in numbers has apparently begun to slow over the last decade due to mm-hmm. the protection and recovery efforts that have been launched there. And there's a number of both governmental and nonprofit organizations that are currently working to protect and preserve the Hawaiian monk seal populations in Hawaii um, yeah. and the Hawaiian archipelago. And so there's, I do, I do want to say that I think for both of these species, a lot of their protection and conservation is due to interested parties and people who actually really care about them and want to want to put in the effort to preserve their species which is awesome
0: yeah i thought um, it was interesting on that on that myth page that i was looking at it was for NOAA, and apparently one of the myths is like that the research program that NOAA is doing is damaging the populations and
2: stuff interesting like that.
0: <laughs> like, no no like the things that they've done that's why they're doing better in, in, at least partly you know
2: wow that's interesting
0: yeah. yeah it was interesting
2: yeah um so there actually was a slight increase in the hawaiian monk seal population actually in from 2014 to 2016 so again it's like instead of just being a constant decline now we're seeing some little blips of where it might be going up again briefly so actually pretty encouraging um and then for the mediterranean monk seal um again there's actually been animals showing up in different locations than previously observed. So they've actually observed small numbers of monk seals showing up around countries such as Egypt. I'm gonna list off a few here from the website that I found. Um, Egypt, Lebanon, Israel, Cyprus, Albania, Croatia, Italy, Spain, Libya, there were a few others. Um, So they're kind of, again, they're kind of spreading out and exploring some new areas, which is super encouraging because it means that A, there's enough of them to start exploring. Right, Um, and they found found new caves.
0: That's one of the other things. They found like new reproductive caves that they didn't know were being used, yeah.
2: Yeah, so I mean, that's one of the encouraging things is they are seeing these little kind of peaks potentially in increasing, again, you're not doing great. And especially when you have an animal that has less than 700 individuals in the population, you're pretty threatened by other potential um, variances in the environment and from anthropogenic sources. So with that, we get into the threats section. So this is going to be a little bit dense, (laughs) Um, because there's a lot of threats for these guys. Um, So the first one, I'll kind of just do these as a combination, um, because a lot of these threats pertain to both species. So limited food is actually one of the big ones. And especially for the Hawaiian monk seal, I guess, Um, this was actually a big factor driving decline for a number of years. And I think, again, like because they are generalist predators, that's great and they can actually, you know, move to different prey sources, but they actually are competing with quite a lot of top predators for those same food sources. Um, You know, things like sharks, larger fish species, um, potentially other marine mammals as well.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's up here. It's like up here, like, uh, let's do the diet of all the marine mammal species up here. Oh, guess what? Herring. Exactly.
2: (laughs) Yeah, exactly. (laughs) And if you're if you're a little bit less aggressive, maybe than some of those other ones, or you're also a potential prey species for some of those other ones. You know, that's a little bit trickier. Um, And actually speaking to that, so specifically for the Hawaiian monk seal, I did find that I guess, I guess. Predation by sharks is another known threat and specifically Galapagos sharks. This was fascinating. So apparently, yeah. So apparently there are specific individuals of the Galapagos sharks. This is not like, this is actually a really atypical behavior. This is not a normal thing that they see these sharks doing, but I guess- These are the weirdos that are
0: going after monk seals?
2: Yeah. And so they actually go, they target uh, just pre or recently weaned pups and they'll they'll hang out in the shallows and will specifically grab those pups when they first start to venture into the water or within a few feet of the water.
0: That's like jaws, that's like terrifying.
2: Right? And I just thought it was so fascinating that there's basically only specific individuals doing it. But again, if that becomes a learned behavior that could spread throughout the shark population potentially.
0: You don't think about sharks having like social learning and that, that kind of thing, right? Right. So that was super cool. And
2: I'm sure there are, you know, there are shark species in the Mediterranean as well. So that might be like a less important source of predation. Oh, yeah, potentially I know. Med, I think
0: but... I saw they said that, like, it's basically like killer whales and sharks could be, but it's not really that much. It's, it's not very more humans. Yeah. yeah.
1: Hawaii the... doesn't have a ton of killer whales. So yeah,
2: exactly. Right. Exactly. Exactly. So yeah, I mean, in the meds, it's, yeah, it's, it's less of an issue. Um, but yeah, that was just fascinating. I love that. Um. And then, let's see, the next one that I have, actually, speaking of other marine mammals being a problem, apparently, again, this is specific to the Hawaiian monk seal, but I guess that aggression from male seals towards females and juveniles has been a real problem. Wait, Uh, uh,
0: male monk seals?
2: Yeah, male monk seals. Because, like, everything that I've
0: read, monks, they're like, yeah, they're not really aggressive.
2: (laughs) Yeah. So apparently, this was in the so in the this is from the NOAA website actually. Mm-hmm. So in the late nineteen uh, eighties and nineteen nineties, they started noticing a significant increase in aggression of males towards females and juveniles, Here. and they actually were killing them. Like that was that was uh, that like was the purpose was to kill population them. Population decline. Yeah, they were they were like attacking them, and they did say that it seems to be quite episodic, so it's not something they see all the time. So you're right, that could be potentially due to. Um, maybe like a, a low swing in food numbers. And so they're just, they're starving potentially. I didn't see anything about cannibalism, but you know, yeah, maybe I mean, there was a disease have, outbreak, like. Yeah, something knows? like a
0: disease or like like the, you know, paralytic shellfish poisoning, like the, that stuff, the domic acid, you know, that can mm-hmm. basically make you go crazy. Um, yeah. If there was something like that that was happening. Interesting.
2: Right, so I didn't see anything that gave a causation and because it is episodic, they might not actually have enough information to, to state right. what the reason behind this is. But they actually found that um, removing the aggressive males from the population um, and either moving them to another population—I think that was what they were doing—they weren't killing them, obviously, because they're an endangered population. So, they need them. <laughs> right, exactly. So they just moved them away um, to a, like a like an empty beach, um, and that significantly reduced mortality numbers um, from from attacks. Oh. They also, I guess, tried other strategies like hazing the animals, so like kind of you know scaring them when they went to try to attack a female and um or moving the young seals away from the aggressive seals as well so kind of the opposite of of their initial strategy and then just like treating any injuries they they observed on the females or juveniles so it seems like it's not something that happens frequently but when it does happen it can actually be pretty dramatically uh negative in the population numbers um and like you said it was just really interesting because that's one of the main things you hear about monk seals is and that kind of played into partly why they were so targeted by settlers initially is they're actually quite docile and they kind of just they're not necessarily easily startled and they'll kind of just sit there and not attack you
0: yeah Um, that was part of it like well they're so nice and it's always the nice guys that get killed
2: (laughs) right yeah. So that was kind of a, an interesting one that I just wanted to mention because it yeah. is kind of striking compared to what you usually hear about these guys. For sure. Um, so obviously, let's see. The other big one is the you know, the historical killing, um, so the intentional killing. Um, and as we already talked about, this is not just a historic issue. Granted, the extent of it is thankfully now historic. They're not killing them in such wide numbers anymore. Um, but in the Mediterranean, especially um, fisher, like we already talked about in the diet section, you know, fishermen are known to kill seals because they perceive them as being a pest. Um, they perceive them as, as taking a lot of their catch, which again, in the Mediterranean population may be true. Um, they are targeting some of the same species as the commercial fishermen. Um, but I guess specifically in Greece and Turkey, um, the deliberate killing of seals is actually the, the biggest cause of mortality right now um of the Mediterranean monk seal. Um, so it is it is still a big problem. Um, and in Hawaii, I guess it's a little bit of a different story in Hawaii. Um, again, because they're not necessarily overlapping with fish, fish species as far as we know. Um, the I guess local fishermen have actually started to Create best practices for um, fishing methods that are less harmful to the seals. Because the other um, issue you can have with fisheries is obviously entanglement, um, which is another one of the main threats for both these species. Is if you are fishing with nets, the seals may become entangled. Right. That's um, cool. That the fishermen have come up with it themselves. Yeah, and that's what I mean. Where a lot of these conservation strategies are actually being spearheaded. <laughs> Apologies for the pun on there, Um, (laughs) but they're 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 being initiated by local people who are like, look, we're Mm. not trying to kill these guys necessarily. We would love to still have them here. So yeah, basically the the local fishermen are effectively taking control and and kind of trying to take action to help reduce any impacts they have in Hawaii, at least on the seal populations, which is pretty awesome. I go down. So habitat loss is a really big one, um, and this is a specific concern in both the Med and the Hawaiian, the Northwestern Hawaiian Islands, um, partly due to development and, you know, building homes and everything, hotels, but also just due to um, sea level rise and kind of just the natural erosion of the coastline um so the coastline issues are especially in the northwest of hawaiian islands um where a lot are still hanging out on those low-lying beaches and atolls and basically a lot of them get washed away by storms or just by coastal erosion um and so that's actually a huge issue because they need especially in hawaii they need those beaches for pupping. um Again, this ties into climate change too. Like, if the climate's changing in such a way where sea levels are rising dramatically or storms are increasing, that's actually a huge concern for their populations.
0: Yeah, and if they don't have the uh, (laughs) Uh, if they don't have those underwater caves that they might be able to find, like the Mediterranean ones, if their beaches
2: are gone, what are they going to do? Exactly. Yep. And then the other thing that that causes is you're then getting encroachment from humans, which leads into another um threat of human interaction not just intentional killing but also just disturbance um obviously that you know like we said for the most part at least with humans these guys are pretty docile and there's a lot of um human interactions that occur especially in Hawaii where you have vacationing humans and potentially in the Mediterranean too on some of these islands and stuff where you get a lot of tourists You get people swimming with the seals, um, interacting with the seals, taking selfies with the seals, and um, you know kind of getting into their space a little bit more, which again if they're pupping is a huge problem, if they're disturbed and and flush into the water that's a huge problem, they don't get the time to rest that they need. Um, And again you know they're not typically aggressive, but mothers who are defending pups can be. So like any wild animal, if you're gonna come up to it and it has a baby present, you may wanna watch out. You know, So there's not only concern for the seals there, but also for humans and potentially if they have like dogs running around or whatever, the dogs could could interact with the seals and get
1: hurt. And that ties in hurt. with just baby seals in general. If you see a baby seal by itself, just leave it alone.
2: Absolutely, absolutely, yep. And especially because the mom leaves after about a month to six weeks, you will probably see some baby seals on the beach that are just recently weaned and they're okay, but they are yeah. by themselves now, you know? Yeah, but they're okay. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So if you do go to Hawaii or the Mediterranean and you see a monk seal, leave it alone. walk away, <laughs> leave it alone, move away. Enjoy
0: it from a distance. Say hello, goodbye.
1: I mean, when I saw yeah. that monk seal in Hawaii, it was managed pretty well. They had the volunteers there and the caution That's tape good. and everybody yeah. was like a hundred feet away, I think so.
2: That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. How it should be handled. Um, And then the last threat that I'll talk about too, is another kind of follow on from this interaction with humans and animals, which is disease. Yeah. So disease is a huge problem. So before I get into the actual disease, I just want to say that another form of quote unquote disease here can also happen from like toxic algal blooms um, and that type of thing. So those more environmentally driven disease outbreaks can also happen but uh, are particularly susceptible to disease if exposed because they're not really exposed to a ton of these diseases on a regular basis so they don't really have any antibodies to deal with them so the main ones are morbillivirus which is basically distemper virus West Nile virus, which I thought was fascinating. I did not know that at all, that they are apparently highly susceptible to West Nile. I
0: think I heard something about that, but it was weird because it's a newer virus that's
1: out. hmm
2: hmm so that was a new one for me. I didn't know that. Um, leptospirosis and toxoplasmosis. So those are the main sources of disease in monk seals. Um, and a lot of those come from exposure to domestic animals, animal waste and so again this is kind of human driven unfortunately (laughs) um even if not intentionally directly caused a lot of this comes from interactions with like i said either animal waste so like toxoplasmosis for example um a lot of times that is directly from kitty litter and that is
0: directly what it's from it was not there
2: until cats were
0: introduced to the islands from humans
2: yeah and that's so if you may, if, uh,
0: females may be familiar with it because if you're pregnant, humans are not supposed to, to touch kitty litter because you can t- get it to the fetus and it can co- it's terrible. It is. Yeah. It's devastating. Not it's great, devastating. Man. Yeah. It's, it's, yeah, it's, yeah, it's <laughs> not good. Um, and yeah,
2: do I, I have, a I have a, I have a cool stat on that. I don't know if you have it. Um, I have since t- 2001, a minimum of eight deaths per year are due to toxoplasmosis. <laughs>
0: Uh, I have, uh, from 1992 to 2019, 57% of the deaths were human-caused, 14% of them from toxoplasmosis. And the really important part about that is that it's more adult females that are killed by it. And that's mm-hmm. a stronger hit on the population because the mother's dying and any potential offspring that they have.
2: Right. E- either currently so, yeah, you're or that they out, would have. Yeah. Yeah, you're taking out the reproductive population basically
0: you can take out some males whatever that's fine there's a lot of other males out there um and one male can mate with many females but the females are really the, the the rock of continuing the population so it's really important that that they're the ones that are dying from this and why it's so important to stop it
2: yeah And that's the thing is a lot of this is coming from like inaccurate or not inaccurate, that's the wrong word, but inappropriate disposal of the cat litter, which again, is a huge problem up and down the coastline of of any coastline basically. But in this particular area, because they've never been exposed to anything like this before, they are, like I said, this species in particular is very, very susceptible to to death from toxoplasmosis. Um, And focine distemper virus as well is another big one. the morbidly viruses, um, a lot of those are spread from, they jumped to phocids from dogs, basically. Um, so again, this is something that with exposure to pets is exposure to dogs on the island. Um, they are exposed to morbillivirus virus more frequently than they ever were before. And that typically happens in an outbreak. That's usually something that does spread amongst the population in a sort of outbreak context. It's, it's less of like a low level thing and it usually happens in waves.
0: Yeah, I think that most commonly when you hear of an outbreak in any marine mammal species it's almost always a morbillivirus.
2: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Um like I said, that's that's a, there's a lot of threats facing these guys which starts to make a little more sense as to why their populations are still struggling even though the the directed killing of them has decreased. Um they're just really vulnerable and they're vulnerable to a lot of things and unfortunately a lot of those things are kind of forced upon them by the human encroachment and the, the growing population of people that are moving into their habitat as well. So with that, let's move to some fun facts. <laughs> let's to finish some, up let's some <laughs> on fun a lighter things. note. <laughs> yeah. So first of all, which we haven't really touched on yet, um, you might be wondering why they were in fact called the monk seals, which actually wasn't listed in too many places i had to kind of search to find this because i was like well i want to know why is it not just on everything i'm looking at (laughs) um so apparently the name monk seal was suggested by a naturalist called johann hermann in 1779 um when he published the first scientific description of the species um, which was actually based on a captive seal which was part of a traveling show in Strasbourg, which is kind of nuts um, and he, the, the name monk seal came specifically from his suggestion of naming the animal, I'm gonna to try to pronounce this, it's in German, so good luck, Minchurab, um, I have no idea. I probably, I apologize, I probably just totally butchered that. Um, the Latin name being Fossa Monicus, because he apparently remembered a paper that had described an animal in Marseille that was known locally in Marseille, which is in France, as Moine, M-O-I-N-E, which he concluded must be the same species. So that was kind of his German version of that one, or however you say that, I don't speak French, sorry, Um, (laughs) uh, that that animal in Marseille that had already been documented. And then he also did say that he noted a monkish resemblance um, with the shape of the head and the kind of slightly hunched shoulders um, okay. as the seal was arching up onto the pool edge. Yep, exactly. So I love the, the last part of this um, paragraph that I found about this whole thing was, he judged it a well-suited name and saw no reason to change it, <laughs> which I just I just thought that was fabulous. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, that's good. I'm done. Mm-hmm. Sure. Right. And I concur with myself. That is a good name. So that's a- <laughs> <laughs> And that's all that matters right so apparently that was why they were called monk seals um, do, you, do you have the, um what the hawaiian name is i didn't mean so. i i yeah i do. that was my next thing okay <laughs> um cool i was yeah. make sure so Funny. the obviously in hawaii they have a local name for it which i'm not gonna try to pronounce because i've already but i've already no. butchered two in one i didn't even write that I down i was like i Yope. did mm-hmm. and then i'm like no i just butchered two in one paragraph so i'm yeah. not gonna try that one but the hawaiian name for the monk seal literally means the dog that runs in rough waters which is very cool and very accurate. I love that. It's very descriptive. Mm -hmm. Um, So what else? So monk seals are the only earless seals found in the tropics, Mm -hmm. um, which is pretty cool. They can live to at least 30 years old. And they, as Trevor actually talked about briefly, they shed their top layer of skin during their molt each year. And this is what's known as a catastrophic molt
0: which we, we talked uh, about with the northern elephant seal.
2: Yes, exactly. Mm-hmm. So it's the same thing. They literally will, the entire layer, top layer of their skin will slough off and it looks pretty grisly. Um, looks like they're falling apart. If you observe it happening. Yeah, it really is not pleasant to observe. And um, that's something that happens annually. I believe the
1: greenian so, monk seal has the shortest hair of any pinniped as well.
2: Ooh, I didn't get that fun fact. That's cool.
1: Just for reference.
2: Shortest hair. Interesting. Huh. Cool. Thank you. I didn't have that one down here. Um, but I will say, actually, my last fun fact is about their hair. And so uh, apparently the Caribbean monk seal was known to have algae that would grow on its pelage or their, their fur and it would give them a slightly green appearance. And apparently this also happens in the Hawaiian monk seals as mm-hmm. well, a little bit. Um, but I just thought that was crazy. Like if you could imagine just on a boat and you're just seeing this seal swimming around that's like green it's like looking, green. <laughs> right? I just thought that was really cool. That's a little odd. Yeah, so that was my, that was my final fun monk seal fact. I have one more. Ooh, Ooh. yeah, go for it.
1: Um, the Hawaiian monk seal is one of only two endemic mammals to Hawaii really
2: oh yeah, interesting
1: and then and an endemic means bat. that
0: they that they're from there they, That's it. they yep. didn't come in like they, they're from there
1: yep the, the hawaiian the hoary bat is the only other one which one the hawaiian hoary bat
2: oh wow hori eight A- yes H-O-A. h-o-a-r-y oh hoary yep. bat
1: so there's a there's other hoary bats, I believe, but there's a, yeah. there's a Hawaiian hoary bat. Those are the only
0: is... two. So any other mammal that you see besides humans, well, I mean we're not endemic in to that either, but yeah.
1: Yeah, we use <laughs> so... rats and mongoose. So there's those and
0: wow. Cats and them, so that's crazy. I didn't know that. Cool. cool. That's a cool well, one to end on. And so that was yeah, that was one of the other myths, is that they people say that they're an invasive species and that they shouldn't be there and they're destroying the ecosystem. And they're like, no, all all the research that we know, they are endemic, they are from this area, so.
2: Right, interesting. Cool. Very cool, thanks for that, Trevor, I didn't have that one.
0: Well, that is a, we learned a lot about monk seals.
2: (laughs) I know, yeah, there was a lot to talk about with these guys. Yeah,
0: they're very cool. Um, so it's, an, it's a good one to remember of, you know, our, our impact and different ways that you don't even think about, right? You're throwing your kitty litter away and have no idea that you're, could be devastating a population of seals. So um, we got to think about those kind of things, but uh, they are a really cool seal. And we, next week, we'll, or next time we'll be doing another um, general review. Not sure which paper yet. We'll find something fun to, yeah. have to talk about. <laughs> um and of course uh please do remember to uh check out uh, the beginning of each month is when we have our instagram pull up for who's going to be choosing next for the next marine mammal highlight and it will be between the gray seal which is really cool uh and something else which will also be really cool but we'll see who
1: wins i'm a big yeah. advocate for the, the risos dolphin
2: Ooh, um, yeah risos oh, would be super cool
0: yeah i got to see risos once they're very very
1: cool. once for me too
2: that's oh, nice. for me too it oh hey we
0: all have Look we at can that. all we can all share our experiences by seeing the dolphins. <laughs> yeah <laughs> if that one gets one. picked maybe maybe we'll do that maybe we'll it'll, do it'll get versus...
1: eventually yeah
0: it will <laughs> yes that's true whether you like it not like it or not <laughs> we'll do it eventually Minky whale. Um, <laughs> so uh that's it for this week and we'll see you next time bye, bye. bye. This was brought to you by Pacific Mammal Research, a 501c3 nonprofit organization. To learn more about the species we discuss, check out our blog. Head to our website, www.pacmam.org, that's P-A-C-M-A-M.org, to check it out. Also, help us continue providing fun and educational content like this by donating today. Your help is how we can continue to do our work and share it with you. Thanks.